This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live Podcast. Live from Sherman Talent. Real talk about talent acquisition, recruiting, sourcing, and hiring. Are you in talent acquisition? Then listen up, because we're about to blow Blow your your mind. mind. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Jody Owen from Purple Inc., and we'll be talking about a couple things today. We're at Sherm Talent in Denver at the Gaylord, and uh, it's beautiful, wonderful venue. And uh, so, Jody, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Purple Inc.? All right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jody Curtis, and my company is Purple Inc. Inc. That's Inc. with a K. And we are an HR consulting firm based out of Carmel, Indiana, just on the north side of Indianapolis. We have 22 people, and we really do all things HR, except we don't do payroll and we don't sell health insurance benefits, but we're recruiting and training and coaching and um, helping people with outplacement and career coaching and really the whole gamut of That's HR. So uh, I've been to Sherman, Indiana, uh, a number of times. Oh, yes. It's such a wonderful conference. Well, ironically, I've, I've actually been the conference chair for HR Indiana for like six years, so. It is literally a, a fantastic conference. Really, really well put together. Thank you. So Thank good you. for you and good for your team. So with HR Consulting, um, you kind of have two different flavors of, of this. It's usually former practitioners that basically right. say, okay, right. enough is enough. I'm going to go and there's a better way, right. et cetera. Right. And then sometimes it's people that have just see a void in the market. How did, how did Purple Ink kind of come to market? Yeah, so I was, I'm actually a CPA by trade, if you can believe that. I spent 21 years in public accounting, a little less than half of that. I was a practicing CPA auditor, but kept volunteering for things like recruiting and training and um, kept finding how much enjoyment I was finding out of that and moved into an HR role with my first firm, then got really wild and crazy and left and went to another CPA firm. And I, I really had a great career and public accounting was a fascinating experience of learning about so many other companies. And when the recession hit in 2008 and 2009, my, my company was was doing well, but we weren't growing at the trajectory that we had been. And for the first time in my career, I was bored. You know, we, we weren't recruiting much. We weren't doing a lot of training. We weren't looking for new, um, new approaches or new activities in HR. And I realized how much of how much I loved change. And I would never have been able to articulate my, myself that way until I didn't have change. And um, a mentor, long-term mentor of mine said, you need to go into consulting. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then a few months later, he said, you still need to go into consulting. And I said, no, I'm not. And um 
finally, I decided I need to go into consulting. <laughs> and in May 2010, Purple Ink was formed, and it's been the greatest uh, career move I've ever made. So you and I have uh, something in common. I came from marketing oh, and fell in love with HR Yeah, and fell in love with recruiting in much the same way. And I still love marketing, but it's like... I found my people. I found my tribe, yes. if you will. I yes. love HR people. I love recruiters. Yes. It's just a, it's a different bit, especially with HR. And you know this. They know the dark crevices of everything in the company. Right. They know the sexual right. harassment claims. Right. They know the pay inequities. They right. know everything. They see performance reviews. They see all the dark, <laughs> all the dark stuff. Yet they're still, still hopeful. Right. Like by and large, when you talk to an HR person, they're still hopeful. Right. And I love that. I do, too. I do, too. I'm not that way. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I love people that are opposite than me. <laughs> so with your background being a, a CPA, how has that translated? How have you been able to help bring kind of a, a numbers, more of a mathematical approach to uh, your customers? Yeah, it's funny. I always tell people in hindsight that uh, the numbers were too easy for me, so I moved on to people. <laughs> All my CPA friends won't think that's so funny, but um, I... You know, I I want to wear my HR hat all the time, but that accounting hat comes out all the time. Um, well, of course, now that I'm running my own business and, and actually doing my own accounting, I'm seeing it. But I also see things like turnover and time to fill and the cost that so many hidden costs in there that business owners cannot get their hands around. And... Um, I just can't not see those. Oh, I, yeah. I can't not see those costs. So. Well, you can't unknow what you know. Like right. That's the same thing with me in marketing. When right. somebody asks me a question, it goes through a marketing lens, then comes back over through an HR recruiting lens. Right, 100%. And I, and I think that, that actually makes you special because I think some of the things that, are, that could blindside HR recruiters is around costs that they just haven't considered because they didn't grow up that way they didn't go to school they didn't take right. those classes you know all of that they didn't go to those certifications etc so right fair enough, fair enough. right um, right you're speaking at Sherm talent mm-hmm. and uh, tell us a little bit about your bit what do you uh, what's your topic so my topic is breaking up is hard to do the old Neil Sadaka uh, yeah. song, yeah. right? But um, it, it's kind of, even I was thinking just flying out here to Denver yesterday that so many people right now are so worried about retaining and recruiting that the last thing they want to hear about is letting people go. So I'm wondering if anyone will actually show up for my session now oh, tomorrow. No, <laughs> No matter what, you still there's going to be those moments where you're going to have to let folks go for whatever reason. Right. You still need to know how to do it with empathy right. and all of those things. So, right, right. And I've just had so many experiences, not on getting let go, thankfully, but in letting people go yep. throughout my career. And I just think that we can do it so much better. We can be better than that. And also that those people who are leaving the organization, as you said, for many reasons, right? Maybe a relocation, maybe they got married, maybe they um, 
you know, the company relocated or, or left, they can be our advocates. They can be our salespeople. They can be our amplifiers out in the community by saying, hey, I had a great experience at this company. You know, things happened. It didn't work out. Uh, but I recommend them for other people or other organizations. So, or I recommend you apply there, right? Yeah. So it's all about creating a positive candidate experience from the time they apply to your company to the time it, it might, when the time it might be to end that relationship as well. Well, they're going to be an advocate. It's just it depends on are they going to be an advocate for you. Or against you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, especially so. with social media. They're going right. to be, a, they're going to be oh, an advocate yeah. one way or another. Yeah. You pick. Right. Um, right. Tell us what's, what makes, uh, what's the kind of the genetics of, uh, of a great big breakup? Like what, what should we be thinking about as practitioners? Um, what are some of the things that you love to, to, to give people advice? Yeah. On? So you use the word empathy, which um, I've, I've been known not to have a lot of, actually. Mm-hmm. So I... <laughs> I actually had to be very intentional. Did you did you have to go look it up? Like what the definition? I did, I did, and I'm a big Clifton Strengths Finder fan, and I know that um, empathy is a very high number for me. High as in close to 34, not close to number one. (laughs) But we have to show empathy because, and we have to make this a good experience. Sometimes we're frustrated with the person and we're thinking, I don't really care if I, if they have a good experience, but the people around them are watching. They're watching how you treat those people. They're watching their, their friends lose their health insurance and their title and their paycheck. And we need to be kind and helpful and uh, allow them time to pursue a new opportunity or give them if if you need to get them out the door immediately consider giving them a severance or outplacement assistance where someone can help them uh, find something new it's also you know some sometimes when we're letting people go they're fantastic people they just weren't the right person for that role or for that opportunity. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So now I want to ask you some pandemic-related questions. Um, and really, learns. I mean, we're not technically out of the pandemic, I guess. Right. Um, but we've had two years of it, so now we can at least talk about what we've learned and so far. Mm-hmm. For you, we're going to do it in three ways. You, your team, and your uh, customers. But for yourself, what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned through the pandemic? Well, I I kind of work on a hamster wheel where I'm going <laughs> 100 miles ahead at all times. And for me, it was a, uh, it, it, it was difficult for me to adjust to a slower life and not be networking and not be seeing people all the time. And I kept telling myself, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be home. It's okay to not be going 100 miles an hour. And also, that was a learning opportunity for me, not just to learn to slow down a bit, um, but to learn, period. I mean, I started listening to more podcasts. I read more books. I got a certification during that time. I, I, 
I do want to keep moving. I wasn't going to be laying around the house in my pajamas, but I could take it as an opportunity to learn some new skills, and I did. That's fantastic. What about your team? Uh, what do you think you've learned about them or the teams learned uh, in this experience? Yeah, so I we uh, you would think maybe HR consulting firms would uh, – could have been good for the pandemic. Um, But it was a huge crash for our team. We do a lot of recruiting. We do a lot of training. We do a lot of um, consulting gigs that all got shut down, at least for a while, right? People weren't bringing new people on. They Um, They weren't looking for additional training, and uh, there was a lot of humility in there. Um, My team also, though, was so flexible. I know flexibility is one of the obvious words that comes out of the pandemic, right? But many of them who did have kids at home were able to spend more time with their kids and just work less, Um, but they were also resilient through it, and they also wanted to learn more, and they also wanted to hang on so that we were well prepared for coming out of that, and although I agree, technically we're not out of it, but our business has has grown threefold since that first eight months. Well, it's the the waves, right? So we went through this initial and then what are we going to do? And then kind of, okay, it looks like it's going to, and then something else. So it's, it's several waves, but it's, it's that burst ability uh, that your firm is, uh, has already been set up for that people know that, okay, mm-hmm. there, might be, there might be some downtime. Okay, what can I do with downtime to leverage that or maximize that? Right. And then, oh, by the way, now we need to go 100 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Maybe 200 miles oh, an yeah. hour. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Client needs that training on Tuesday. Right. Oh, well, great. It's Monday. Uh, all right. Sure. We can do it. Yeah, you can. So the uh, the last thing is is Purple Ink uh, itself. What do you think that the company has learned about its customers through this pandemic? Yeah, I think one of the things that has been so fascinating about the pandemic, as I mentioned, I started my business re- really towards the end of the recession in 2008 and 2009, that virtually everyone was impacted by the recession. But during the pandemic, there were companies that thrived, that grew, that right. had products that we needed that took out loans from credit unions and banks to add on to their house because they weren't traveling, right? So a lot of our clients were doing really well. And a lot of our clients couldn't shift to uh, for all of their people to work from home, right? So I think for I think for a lot of our clients, it was a new opportunity to think about awareness and to not make assumptions about who's doing well and who's not and who might need um, more assistance than others as well too drops mike walks off stage (laughs) jody thank you so much for coming on the recruiting daily podcast thank you thank you so much all righty take care You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.